Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Service for all brands of print equipment in your office? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. It's 1234 in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer, Brendan Escott with you. We could have gone longer there with Tyler Wright. Uh, we're going to do some stuff late in August with some of the Oilers staff uh, once they roll back into town. So just keep that in mind. But uh, today, yes, Tyler Wright named uh, Director of Amateur Scouting. Archie Henderson, who's based out of Calgary, uh, Director of Pro Scouting. Archie, a legendary WHL tough guy uh, back in the day. All right. Uh, an organization that's in an interesting spot right now. The team from the south, the Calgary Flames. They have a limited amount of cap space, and they got, by my count, three critical uh, restricted free agents, though uh, an agent in town might tell me there's four critical uh, restricted free agents. Um, But anyhow, uh, we're going to hook up with the Athletics. Scott Kirkshank, Scott, for a number of years, uh, was a writer at the Edmonton Journal, uh, then went to work down at uh, Post Media down in Calgary, and uh, Scott's been kind enough to join us here in Oilers. Now, Scott, Bob Stauffer, how are you? Great. How are you? Good. Thanks for uh, taking time. Now, is the Flames development camp uh, wrapped up yet, or is it still going on? No, it's it's come and gone. It was uh, this past week. Just as an aside, as the unofficial uh, uh, president of the Luke Phillip uh, fan club, did he skate because he was coming off a bad high 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 ankle uh, sprain from the University Cup? Yeah, he was out there for sure, and he didn't look bad at all. Yeah. He uh, fit right in, and he was. Uh, uh, among the reporters, pretty popular guy. He's very chatty and uh, pretty insightful about what's going on. Yeah, there's a maturation advantage there, too, with him. Uh, it'll be interesting. His brother, by the way, likely headed to the University of Alberta. A completely different body type. About, now, actually, was Noah at that camp as well? Uh, Noah Philip? No. Okay. I'm just wondering. I don't know which NHL camp he went to. So let's get to it. Uh, the Calgary Flames. How much cap space do you think they have for the four restricted free agents, for Kachuk, Riddick, Bennett, and uh, I guess I better include Andrew uh, Maggiapani, uh, who's represented by Rich Winter here in Edmonton. Um, how much do you figure they have for those four guys? 10 or $11 million in that range? Yes, well, they're going to need at least that for those guys. That's, that's the thing. And I th- when the offseason started, the, the kind of assumption was that they'd float Froelich and uh, Michael Froelich and T.J. Brody out the door, and there's, you know, nine million freed up immediately. But I think, as we can see with with the cap not really moving much, and everyone kind of watching their pockets, it's, it's not as easy to to ship out salary. Even though both those guys are useful players, it's still not easy to, you know, to move four million here, four million there. Not like they might have thought. So, as we get into you know mid July, it's uh, it's interesting. I'll say that. Uh, if you were to prioritize the four. One through four. What, what do you think, uh, you know, Brad Trey Living and Brad Pascal and Flames Management, who do, you, who do you think they're focused on first? Well, it, it, it obviously of those four, Kachuk's the marquee player. I know uh, he's well-hated up in Edmonton and, and uh, maybe for good reason, but he's, he's a great player and he's part of their future and that's where their focus is and they're really going to have to grind the other three guys. But I, I think... What I find interesting anyway is that 
uh, as everyone's been super excited about offer sheets and stuff and, you know, Marner and, and all this, and maybe Ottawa would like to take a stab at Kachuk that way, uh, I, I would be, if I was the Flames, I'd worry that someone's going to poach Bennett or Riddick. And you talk about kind of ordering these players. Bennett was their best player in the playoffs by far, and Riddick's their number one goalie, essentially. So those guys are sitting there, and, and you know, you've seen what the compensation is for offer sheeting kind of in that range, and it's, it's not a bad deal if you're a rival. And yeah. at worst, you ruin the Flames' salary cap structure. So um, so I, I'd say uh, Kachuk, Bennett, Riddick in that order. Although, Mangiapane, and I guess if Rich Winter's listening, he's... Uh, People have been raving about him, especially his playoffs and the last part of the season. He was with the team. He's a, a sixth rounder that I don't think people expected a ton from, and he's been excellent. All right. A uh, couple things. First of all, on Kachuk, um, I would have been completely happy if Edmonton took him fourth in 2016, and I said that before. I never thought Paul Yarvey would be there. We know for a fact that the two organizations discussed a possible trade and a flip of picks. The Oilers still wouldn't have taken Kachuk at six. Uh, they would have taken Mikhail Sergachev if they dropped down. Um, he's Kachuk, in, in my world, is the type of guy you, you hate if you're with another organization, but you'd love to have him on your own team. If the Flames sign him, I mean, in a perfect world, they get him on a bridge, but is that even an option at this stage, or are they looking at having to get him done on a seven- or eight-year deal? Well, I, uh, we did a story earlier, and I talked to a number of agents, and all of them said, uh, assume the Flames would want something long, so that's the eight you're talking about. But the agents assume that his own representative, Kachuk's, uh, which is Kachuk's uncle, would, would be looking at a five-year deal and nothing else. So I guess seven, million, se- seven million minimum? Because the Flames have got Johnny Goodrow on a great deal. Brad Treleving did some good work there. Um, can they go above the, I guess, the Goodrow-Monahan price point on Kachuk? Well, the, the, what you mentioned, Treleving, he's, for his in-house signings, he's been very tidy, very efficient, and he's got some good deals. So there was, I think, unofficially a Mark Giordano cap where he made 6.75, uh, Giordano did, or yeah. does. Yeah. And it seemed like they weren't prepared to pay anyone else a penny more and Goudreau matched that and but I think the idea of keeping Kachuk under seven or even at seven I can't see that happening yeah uh we're joined right now by Scott Crickshank from the Athletic out of Calgary Bob Stoffer with you on Winners now so you think it's going to be at seven minimum on a five-year term uh if and when they get Kachuk done um well, probably closer to eight. To be honest with you, I, I, if they come in that seven-ish range, I'd be well impressed by Treleving. Yeah, but uh, if it's eight, uh, that doesn't surprise me either. And you, you think they, the, the Flames would? You know, I know they pick. We're going to talk a bit about Talbot in a second, but you actually, you, you think they'd actually have Bennett as more of a priority over Riddick at this stage? I guess maybe if I'm. Uh, just thinking of the playoffs and, and what he had, yeah. and it, it kind of revealed what they don't have. And uh, I don't know. He, he seems to be in a. He finished the season as the first line right winger. I. I, I don't know. I, I to me he seems like an important piece, but maybe I'm uh, guilty of overlooking the regular season, and in which there was a stretch there where Mike Smith was not very good, and Riddick saved their bacon unquestionably. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's interesting with Bennett. I really like him. I mean, I to me, and it's interesting. I know I put it out on Twitter last night, Scott. Like, the question I have is, 
can he be a full-time top six forward? And the, the biggest response that we got, like, there were a lot of people in Calgary that said he's not a top six forward, but they're like, Starford, you're looking at this the wrong way. What he is is a middle six forward that you can move in and around the lineup. I love his competitiveness uh, in terms of the skaters for the Flames. In the last two playoffs for the Flames, I would argue that Sam Bennett's been the best of the forwards for Calgary because of the compete level. Uh, right, and- you know, do you, do you think he'd take a similar deal to what Fur? And I realize Furlan was an unrestricted free agent, and Sam's a restricted free agent. But do you think that four times three point five might make sense, or do you think he's going to get north of that? Well, I'm, I'm sure they'd want both Bennett and Riddick in, in the three-ish range for sure. But I don't know what, what Bennett's value is, and that's been the tough part of him. I, I could go on and on about this, but he hasn't really found that. Like you mentioned, where he plays is he top six? Is he a middle six guy for a while? As recently as last year, he was, you know, looking like he'd be the fourth line guy. So he he's still a young guy, but he hasn't really found that that role. Yeah. And uh, I think once he digs in and finds that role, and and be it a third line center or a second line left winger, first line right winger, uh, once he gets that, I, I think things will change for him. And, and I think he's got some upside for sure. Yeah, I think it's an absolute foregone conclusion they get Riddick done in goal. They have to. They've got Cam Talbot. Just before we get to Talbot, uh, the Flames got eliminated in the playoffs. Do you think Brad Treleman thinks that team's tough enough? Well, I, I know um, that was kind of coming out of it. They, they And people were disappointed that the Flames just drafted a five foot nine player given what happened in the playoffs. But they it wasn't their young guys or their small guys that got chased away. Like Bennett's 195 pounds, and following him into battle next was Andrew Mangiapane, who is generously listed at 180. Yeah. So I'm not sure if it's exactly size or level of engagement, if you get me. It was some guys were ready to go and ready to get in there, and some guys did not. And what they did say about the five foot nine guy they just drafted, Jacob Pelche, is that he's a ballsy player and he doesn't care you know it's one of those things i'm small but i play big that whole thing and that's they need more guys like that yeah yeah i don't know if it's actual pounds that they need going into the playoffs if there is a playoffs next year but they definitely need some gumption for sure what happened last year to james neal in his first year in calgary yeah i don't know It, it was uh everyone had these expectations of he'd been an automatic 20 goal guy and he never found his spot. Like, uh, they tried him. Initially, it looked like he'd be the first-line right winger, like with Monaghan and Gaudreau. And Lindholm basically owned that spot from day one. So it's like, okay, he, he can play with Backlund and Kachuk. And he went there and was kind of, not to be too mean about this, but kind of wasting a top-six spot. And so we kind of drifted down the lineup till he was on the third line, on the fourth line, and then in game five, of the playoffs, biggest game of the year. He was a healthy scratch. Yeah. So uh, post post postseason, he he and the Flames said all the right things about being readier this season, and the Flames said they're going to put him in a better position to succeed. So everyone was saying the right things, but uh, I'm not sure how this is going to play out exactly. If he could come back and get 15 goals next year, amazing. That's awesome. But if he comes back with another five or seven or whatever he had, not great. All right, you obviously know about the rumors that were out there, and Elliot Friedman, uh, you know, does our show every Friday uh, for 10 months of the year, and he was actually the guy that first brought up the possibility of a, a Lucic uh, for Neil yeah. potential split. What's your take on that? I don't know. It, it's, uh, I know Eric DeHatchek wrote about that again today. It's, it's, uh, 
it's interesting. And, you know, maybe it's, uh, you know, a uh, fresh slate, new place, you know, to go and all that. And maybe that's what they need. Although Neil's only been in Calgary for one year. And suppose Lucic comes down here and Neil goes up there and scores 25. And I don't know. There'd be some reluctance, I think, that the other team's going to somehow pull a fast one. But for sure, it's, it's uh, you know, if, if Neil went up the road, I don't think many people here would, would miss him unless he did score 25. But it's interesting. I, I wouldn't mind seeing that, to be honest with you, just kind of the chaos it would create. Well, uh, we have another situation like that as well in goal. Uh, and Cam Talbot... Um I have a thing, Scott. I, I can't stand goaltenders that ever show up uh, players on the team. It's an absolute pet peeve of mine. It, it might be the biggest pet peeve. I'm old school. Goalie's job, stop the puck and be a great teammate. And I will tell you that in Cam Talbot's case, absolute leader for the Edmonton Oilers. Um, his game went a little bit sideways, partially because Pete Shirelli disengaged with talking with his agent. Uh, pretty much in and around the third week of November until the last week of November. And Miko Koskinen, you know, under Ken Hitchcock kind of became the game and uh, became the guy. And I, I think Talbot really wanted to make it work in Edmonton. I still think he can be a really good goaltender. And the Oilers get Mike Smith. Uh, this is going to be a great storyline to follow this year, isn't it? Yeah, and, and we, you know, we were talking to Talbot. He actually came to development camp the one day to kind of meet the press, if you will. And, uh, you know, it's one of the first things he was, at, he was asked. It's not a trade, but it's, it's going to be certainly interesting. And, and, uh, and not just in the games where the Flames and Oilers are head-to-head. It's interesting in terms of what kind of seasons they have. And, and maybe, maybe the Flames should have kept Smith. Maybe the Oilers should have kept Talbot. Like, it, it's uh, it's going to go on all year. So it'll be very cool to watch. All right. Uh, hey, Scott, great stuff. We appreciate your time. Uh, thank you for joining us on Oilers Down. We'll touch base down the road, okay? Yeah, anytime. Thanks, Bob. You bet. That is Scott Crookshank from The Athletic out of Calgary. It's 1248 in Edmonton. This is Oilers Now. Bob Stauffer with you. I will tell you that guests on the show receive gift certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse. Follow the sizzle to Alberta's own Roos Chris Steakhouse, 9990 Jasper Avenue. Tell Brendan, Maggie, and the staff at Roos Chris that Oilers Now sent you. When we come back, should we do it, Brendan? I think we should. Now, should I put a question? A tough one for our giveaway? You are made for trivia. I think you should. Okay. Uh, Up for grabs. The first of our pair of lower bowl power packs. Can I just, while I see the phone board light up here, Bob, I'm not taking these until you actually know the question. So hang up and call back, please. Yeah, we are not going to take any calls until 1251. So hang up right now. You can recall at 1251 because the board is now completely full. That took all of uh, 25 seconds. But uh, we'll be back at 1251. And all I'm going to say... Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Is you're going to need to know a little about the WHL, and it might tie into somebody that we've had on the show today. This is Oilers Now. This is Milan Lucic from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Ched. 
All right, all right, all right. We're going to open it up right now. You can call in on our River Cree Resort and Casino hotline, 780-496-0063. You will need to know your WHL. Because uh, the question for the giveaway for a, a pair of uh, lower bowl power packs, so this is the first set that we're going to give away. There's actually five or six Edmonton-based guys that played or coached on this team off the top of my head that I know of that are in this market. So here we go. Uh, Up for grabs again, a pair of lower bowl power packs. Uh, So this is the first pair we're giving away. Winner's choice for the upcoming season. Uh, Options include the original six-pack, the Stanley Cup uh, champs pack, the afternoon pack, and more. Stay tuned. Uh, we're going to give away another set around 120 today. You can also sign up to EdmontonOilers.com before the end of the week to register for priority access to purchase your power pack before the uh, general public is starting at only $139. Uh, Here we go. Tyler Wright, I mentioned it, uh, played for the Swift Current Broncos for a number of years. The Broncos went to the Memorial Cup in 1992-93 on a River Creek Resort and Casino hotline. And we've got Brendan and Dayton will be taking your calls. They had the best power play in WHL history that year. A power play coached by Rob Dom. Name the former Calgary Dino star who scored 49 power play goals that season. That's right. He scored 49 Power play goals for the Swift Current Broncos back in 1992-93. Never played in the uh, NHL. Would go on and play at the University of Calgary uh, for Tim Bothwell for a number of years. He had over 80 goals overall that season, but he had 49 on the power play for the uh, Swift Current Broncos. And the uh, winner gets his choice of a power pack uh, coming up for the upcoming season uh, courtesy of the uh, Edmonton Oilers organization, edmontonoilers.com There you go. Uh, We'll see how long this takes. You can uh, text us at 630-630 tweet us at OilersNow, email us OilersNow at 630chat.com Howie out of Salmon Arm, British Columbia. Hey, Bob, I know it's part of today's hockey, but with the constant talk of contracts for these greedy hockey players, it's sickening. I mean, Mitch Marner should be happy to get $10 million, and Kachuk should be happy getting $5 million, and that's in American dollars. These players are ruining their teams and essentially, essentially stealing from the bottom-tier teammates with their excessive demands. That one comes to us from Howie. I, I'm not sure everybody out there would agree. I have uh, six different texts already that have the correct answer. So somebody's got to call us on a River Creek Resort and Casino hotline at 780-496-0063. Uh, you can text us at 630-630. Mike from Calgary says, Bob, in regards to your comment on goaltenders showing up their teammates, have you watched Smith? He's one of the worst in the league for body language after getting scored on and staring down his teammates. Uh, to be honest with you, I have not noticed that in Mike Smith. I will tell you, I, I thought Cam Talbot was a tremendous teammate and a terrific guy. And I don't blame his drop-off solely on Cam Talbot. Cam would be the first to say the inherent responsibility would be on him. Uh, but I think he was a pretty good teammate for the Oilers. I love it. Bob, uh, nobody can offer Sheet Bennett uh, with the arbitration filing from Andrew and Sudbury. That's right. That's right. There is another guy in Calgary that could be offered sheeted. 
Uh, hey, Bob, uh, was that Texer uh, nice union mentality there in that Texer? Are you telling me we don't have a winner yet here, Brendan? Because we've got lots, and I mean lots, of texts that have got the answer. Of course, they probably hopped on, uh, hopped on HockeyDB.com. I would say right now we're over 70. 70 texters. Adam, did you block me on Twitter? I rarely engage you at all. Uh, I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so. So, We do have a winner now, Bob. You want me to go to the winner on line number three? Yeah, let's do that. Okay, uh, I got to make sure I get the. There we go. Hi there, who's this? Uh, Joel Rafton. How? <laughs> really? <laughs> Do you know David Rafton? Yeah. 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 All right. I, I think David Rafton might have got scored on uh, our, uh, our our trivia uh, contest answer. So who do you got? Who is the guy that scored forty nine goals on the power play for the Swift Current Broncos back in nineteen ninety two ninety three? Jason Krylock. Yeah, Krylock. Uh, I would have gone with Krylock or Krylock. It's all good. Did you ever see him play? No, I had I had not. No. All right. Well, congrats. Did you look it up on Hockey DB? Is that how you found it? Uh, no, no. You just you just remembered that that was the player that went out there and sniped forty nine in a season, eh? Well, he had eighty one goals. <laughs> yeah, pretty good guess. All right, you get your choice of the various different uh, Oilers power packs. So, congratulations on winning. Okay. Oh, awesome. Thanks, Bob. You bet. And again, we'll do another uh, draw here, or not a draw, but another trivia sort of Oilers-themed, uh, somewhat Oilers-themed, probably with a little bit of a WHL feel coming down the pipe at 120. It is 12.57 in Edmonton. Uh, when we come back, we'll get to NHL today for elite promotional marketing. Still have uh, Vern Fiddler coming up, very funny fellow, uh, former D- uh, Dallas Star, guy that willed his way to the National Hockey League. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Kerry McCarthy. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.